Welcome, my historical nerd friends. This is Historical AF. I'm Kina. And I'm Amber. We are a historian and a special guest bringing you the random and magical historical theme park nuggets straight to your ear holes. This is Theme Parks Part 3, the final installment for now. We'll probably redo it. There's so many theme parks. (laughs) I know. Well, the one you did last last episode, I was like, what the hell? Why does a place like that exist and why can't I go there? You're right. All of the things I Googled, I was like, this is fantastic. But yes, I'm really excited. I love this. I keep on saying it and I'll say it again. I love theme parks. They're just the best time. It's how I honeymooned. It's most of our vacations. So it's just a good time. I love roller coasters. And uh, yeah, I don't. I can't do them anymore. (laughs) I hate them until I'm like off of it and then I love it. I'm convinced I'm going to die of anxiety. I think I've mentioned that a couple of thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my thing too. Like I'm up there and I'm like, I don't like heights. Oh, 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 fuck. I know. My sister used to make fun of me. She's like, you're a giant. Why are you afraid of heights? I'm like, I don't know, Heather. (laughs) Like, I don't know why I'm afraid of myself. I can't control a roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of heights, but I can do, I've done some stuff. Like I've gone zip lining. And that was kind of cool. But it was also the kind where it's just like a slope and you stop Mm -hmm. by doing like a running stop. I don't know if I would like the ones where you have to break yourself because I would get nervous and be like, when do I break? And Mm -hmm. smash into a tree. Like (laughs) halfway, he's like, (laughs) yeah. Before I met Zeke, he went to the Dominican Republic and he said they went zip lining and they had mattresses on the trees to keep (laughs) them from splatting. And I was like, I don't. I was like, at least there's a mattress. I would need because my ass just go. Yeah, I I was like, surprisingly, that makes me feel a little better about it because you know, if you fail, if the brakes fail, at least it's comfy. Yeah, Uh, trees are not soft. Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) (laughs) So Amber is one of our Patreon fam, and she's also a Texan. Which is how I think we kind of met was in a Texan group. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said something about your podcast and either one of the Texas groups or the wine and crime group. And I was like, ooh, history. I like that. (laughs) Yes. Shamelessly plugging all the time. Always hustling. Oh, yeah. Dang, I'm hustling. But (laughs) before we get started, why don't you plug your business? Because it's fantastic and I love it. (laughs) So I make stuff out of resin, mainly like little trinket trays or boxes, stuff like that. And then I started making soap, which is pretty cool. I make this whip soap, which I tell you what, baby butts don't have nothing on me after I use it. And I also make a sugar scrub. So I use the scrub first and then I use the soap and it's like, I can't stop touching myself. Like... (laughs) And like I just like every time I make it, like the apartment smells so good. It's like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much baths and soaps and stuff are my new self-care. That's how I de-stress. So definitely need to get some. I've been obsessed with bubble bath for the last few months. (laughs) Yeah, and I found a a recipe for bubble bars, but the the ingredients are expensive. Uh, Probably. It seems very bougie. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm gonna make one day. Yes, and I will love it. 
Zeke's like, oh. how many baths have you taken this month? And I'm like, um, at least one a day. What it? What of it? <laughs> like, what's I wish, the problem? I wish my bath was like, like, like a real bath instead of like a shower bath. Because like, one, it's tiny, and two, like, the drain is so small that like, I can't find like a plug to fit it. Oh yeah. So it's like challenge for me. Yeah. I want like a garden tub that I could just submerge everything in. Yes, I want that's in my dream house plans and just yeah, to have something that can fit me because I am six feet tall and it's difficult. But they do yeah. sell these little plasticky things you can put over the oh, what's it called? The drain stopper the thing overflow at the top. Drain. Overflow drain, yeah. So you put this little plastic thing and it will go all the way up. Mm-hmm. So that's much better. But in the <laughs> if you follow me on TikTok, uh, yeah, <laughs> you will <laughs> see I was taking a bath and all of her, I heard a big like crack and then just whoosh and water started pouring out of the tub and i was like oh my god what happened and apparently the previous owners yeah i broke the tub but the previous owners put the tub in without supporting it so it's just been hanging there with nothing so every time i was taking a bath like all that water like super heavy and it's just kept cracking just tiny bit and then it finally just Mm -hmm. snapped in half but yeah you're supposed to like pack sand under that, there yeah and they just had a rotting stick and then i was like well this is fun and then so we've been dem- demoing it which is super fun i was watching hamilton and just beating the shit out of stuff in there and ripping it out it was a great time but we got everything out there. there's a massive yes there's a massive hole in the floor they didn't even fill in that hole underneath where the pipes and stuff are so it's been a great time home ownership is awesome <laughs> Can't wait to look forward to that. <laughs> yes. Like they they basically painted over everything and made it look all nice and shiny. And then a month after we moved in, everything started breaking. Like our floors started tinting, like the tiles oh were popping up. And then yeah. we have cracks in the walls. And now the bathroom are like, this is this is bullshit. <laughs> so it's fine. Everything's fine. See, like it's it would be great. fun if like you knew you were moving into a fixer up like you yeah. would expect that yeah that yeah we would ask for way less if that was, and we didn't know how desperate they were to sell either we probably could have gotten this a lot cheaper so yeah hindsight's 2020 they say well do we want to jump on into the theme box yeah so i was given random and the random word is disaster which is <laughs> yes, and the random word was given us to given to us by Jolly J. Yay! Thanks, Jay. Oh, quick reminder, shameless plug. If you are a brilliant AF member and above, you get to pick a random word and a story. So yeah. Okay, so I'm originally from Louisiana, born and raised, moved out when I was like 17, 18, moved over to Texas. So I went to this place called Jazzland. Ooh. It opened as Jazzland on May 20th of 2000. So 20 years ago. And then, oh, my God. Right? Like, I know I it's 20 years, but, like, still <laughs> hearing it is jarring. <laughs> right? It went pretty well for about a year or so. And then they, the people who started it didn't know how to, like, run a theme park. They didn't know how to run an arcade. Oh, my an arcade is a, quite a bit of a jump to <laughs> a theme park. So it closed, essentially. And then it was bought by Six Flags. 
So they renamed it Six Flags New Orleans. Ooh. But we also call it Jazzland. Like everyone knows it's Jazzland in New Orleans. So that opened in 2003. And it had 21 attractions, <laughs> included four roller coasters and two water rides. Wow. Now, I remember going on one of those roller coasters. And that was the time that I could do hikes and do roller coasters. So I was loving it. <laughs> now, I cried getting off Tower of Terror. Literally. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, the older you get, the self-preservation starts kicking in a little bit more. You're just like, like, cause like oh. my, my little belt wasn't buckled tight. So I was literally lifting off the seat as <gasps> we were going down. So oh. I had picked. <laughs> That happened to me the first time I went to Disney as a kid and everybody else had lap bars and I had a seatbelt and I was like flying and I was so Mm -hmm. like, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. So I literally like cried when I got off the ride. My friends were like, let's go on the Rocky Roller Coaster. I was like, fuck you. You can go by yourself. I'm going to sit here until all my internal organs get back to where they're supposed to be. (laughs) That'll be a no for me. You go away. So the main attraction and I remember going on the Mega Zeph, which is a wooden roller coaster, which now you couldn't pay me to get on a wooden roller coaster. Oh, they're but so it was scary. Made that way, right? It was made with a steel frame so it wouldn't get termites and to also, oh. also withstand hurricane force winds, which is ironic considering Hurricane Katrina decimated this place. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I even put, oh, the irony. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Right? That's some voodoo curse right there. <laughs> <laughs> so they also had Junior Steel Coaster called Rex's Rail Runner. And then the Zydeco Scream, which is a looping Vacoma boomerang roller coaster. So it's like, it's like one of those ones that like flips upside down and does all that. And I'm like, y'all, y'all couldn't pay me to get on that now. <laughs> nope. And then the two water rides were called Cypress Plunge and Spillway Splash Out. Ooh. I just love the names of some of these rides. It's very Louisiana and then it's very like theme park. <laughs> so, yeah, in 2003, it opened as Six Flags. So, oh, that's also the year I graduated high school because I'm I, old. <laughs> yeah, I graduated in 2005. <laughs> so, and I went, I think I went when I was in like middle school. Yeah, I think I was in junior high when I went. Oh, yeah, that's so fun. Yeah, so it was like eighth, between eighth and ninth grade that I went. Oh, that'd be so fun to grow up where you can go to like real theme parks for school right? trips. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I was only close enough to Silver Dollar City. Yeah. But I mean. Yeah, and I'm like we were, the, the town that I grew up, which is called Ponchatoula. <laughs> y'all actually did a story on it. Yeah, I was like, I recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about 45 minutes between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Like, like New Orleans is up here, Baton Rouge is like down here somewhere. So like, this is a quick trip. Because it was just outside of New Orleans. Like in a very low-lying area, which is like, why would you do that? <laughs> you know it's going to flood. It's going to flood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we went... I think we went like three or four times. Yeah. Then Katrina came and it was like, nope. Oh, yeah. And I I was in Louisiana for Katrina. We like, we moved after that in 2006. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So where we were didn't get hit 
like with flooding or anything. We just had mm-hmm. like a couple of trees down. We lost power, whatever. So, cause we were so far away from New Orleans, thankfully. Yeah. And then, so Six Flags took it over and upgraded it. And then I don't know if you remember the dancing old man from the Six Flags. Yes. Yeah, they, they added him. Yeah. And they added the slogan, it's playtime. And it's like, mm, is it though? <laughs> they call him Mr. Six, the dancing old man. So I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. And then they added the Batman ride, the gesture. And then they wanted to make a water park. Like, just kind of add to what they already had. But then, <laughs> then Hurricane Katrina happened. Oh. Last day of operations was eight twenty one two thousand five, which is just before my birthday, and eight days before Katrina. So it's like my birthday happened, and then it's like, hey, here's a Category Five hurricane for your birthday. <laughs> oh God, I can still remember how incredibly terrifying Katrina was. Uh, it really was. Yeah, we we battened down the hatches, filled up our bathtub, <laughs> all the good hurricane prep. Yeah, weekday operations have stopped a couple weeks before that because school started. And then school, school stopped. <laughs> yeah, the park was next to Lake Pontchartrain. So it's like, you knew it was going to flood. Like, mm-hmm. you had to know it was going to flood eventually. Something was going to happen if you're next to a lake, mm-hmm. especially Lake Pontchartrain. And it had the drainage pipes and all, like, the, the accoutrement to help with flooding and all that. But nobody expected Katrina. Nobody expected Katrina was going to be oh, bad yeah. as it was. Yes, yeah, so it's just after sunrise on August 29th of 2005, Hurricane Katrina made landfall in New Orleans. And the city ended up suffering $70 billion in damage. a billion with a B. Wow. And oh. over 80% of the city flooded, and over like almost 1,500 people died. Like, and they're still recovering 20 years, like 15, oh, yeah. 15 years later. There's this book. If you guys have, if you like graphic novels, mm-hmm. really short, but it's called Drowned City. And mm-hmm. it's Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. And it's one of the most devastating because they don't sugarcoat anything. And it talks about the bodies floating in the streets. And it talks about the government's you know, response and just people on the roofs just begging the for help. Yeah, and it just just how many people, even in Arkansas, how many people came there that just lost literally everything. Everything. Just the emotional yeah. toll on top of what it did to everything. It's just, it's yeah. one of the most tragic, which is sad for our generation. We've had so many of these, like, enormous tragedies that shaped our lives and it's just like we literally grew up with tragedy after tragedy after yeah. tragedy like every five years or so and i know we all joke that's why we're all in therapy but like for real that's why we're all, that's in why we're all in therapy. <laughs> it's like 9-11 katrina you know economic collapses and it's just it's a lot to deal with and yeah and then ugh. just being in the state those first few weeks after it's like just Seeing the mass exodus of people who were trying to get out but couldn't because everything was shut down. It's just like, mm-hmm. what do we do? And then the government was like, oh, you'll be fine. Here's some, here's some canned food. It's like, we need more than that. Yeah, and it's another one of those perfect examples. I know people are like, oh, this racial tension is new. And it's not because if this would have no. happened in a white city, that would have never happened. Mm-mm. It's just another another example in history 
of just the lack of concern our government has had for a very long time for, mm-hmm. you know, African-American yeah. communities. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Even to, even to this day, it breaks my heart to think about that. How many people oh, died. Yeah. It was a sense And needlessly, too, because, like, well, not needlessly, because, like, they, we were all warned way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But these people couldn't get out. They had no way to get out. Yeah, and, and at that like point, they, jobs weren't letting people go. They were threatening yeah. people, like, I'll fire you if you go. And so yeah. many people died because of that. It was awful. Yeah. And, then, and then just, like, the non-response from the government afterwards was, oh, they'll be fine. It's New Orleans. They'll get back up. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 15 years later, we're still struggling. Yeah. So the park completely flooded, like, up to the big tall sign out in the front like it was almost up to the top of that like for the duration of the storm and then after it was submerged in 20 feet of water oh my god for months yeah for months that is just like it's hard to comprehend how deep that is yeah yeah so let me share my screen real quick so that's it underwater oh my god yeah. So, like, this is it, what it looked like before. So, you can oh, see everything. Yeah. That's after. You can, you can literally see barely anything left. Yeah. That is and then, insane. Like, you can see, like, the roller coasters and everything. They're just, like, almost completely underwater. Yeah. And then, like, here's some pictures. Like, it just looks spooky it does it looks like a haunted house yeah and then like you can see people have gotten in and like done graffiti you know like there's Mm -hmm. like that is just creepy (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the six flags old dude but he's all like black eyed (laughs) (laughs) yeah like everything was like submerged and there's 20 feet of water for months like you can see like there's just no coming back from that no that's looks like post-apocalyptic it really does it really does i'm surprised like, oh. that looks like the up. jeeps from jurassic park yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like the scene in jurassic world where they're like oh we found these from the 90s right and then yeah like there's still water wow like, i mean i'm sure oh. all of us have seen a six flags at some point in our lives and just imagine yeah. everything being almost to the top of the roller coaster. Yeah, like that is a better like of the water. Oh, wow. And this will all be on the website and on social media too. Yeah. Unless you want to join Patreon and watch it. Shameless okay. <laughs> plug again. Another one. God, that is that is yeah. intense. Yeah. I've never and seen then, those photos. I don't know where I've been, what rock right? I've been living <laughs> under for 20 years. <laughs> Shit, yeah, and so yeah, it took over a month for the the water to start receding, but it's still just like it took months for it to completely go away, and there's still water there. Like, yeah, it just, it won't and go away. plus, just the enormity of the damage at Katrina that was not a priority at all. So, no, absolutely, yeah, not. there would be no way to even try to do that because they were just desperately trying to save people, and yeah. And then even, like, you know, in the years after, they're like, we don't need a theme park right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and so because 
it was a combination of rain and seawater. It was just corrosive and it just destroyed everything. There was no saving it. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seawater would definitely take a toll. Yeah. So initial damage report said the park buildings were 80% demolished. All of the flat rides were destroyed and the Mega Zep, which is that wooden roller coaster, which Mm -hmm. is supposed to withstand hurricane winds, (laughs) was damaged beyond repair. There's no saving it. Wow. The only ride to survive was Batman because it was so <laughs> because it was so high and built out of corrosive resistant material. Like of course Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the newer ones you said, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that was when they pushed over six lines they brought that in. So they actually took that out and like refurbished it and put it in another six lag park. Oh, I wonder which one. I wonder if it's the one I went on. <laughs> right. I think I went to the thing. No, I didn't. Okay. I can look it up though. So it was going to be closed at least through 2007 because they were like, okay, you know, a couple years later and we can bring it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's 15 years later. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it would be an enormous amount of money to even attempt yeah. to try to, you'd have to start over probably. Yeah, $1.3 million. To demolish Yikes. it. To demolish it completely and start over. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of but money. But it's an effective total loss and no desire or intent by the company to undertake the cost of rebuilding. They're like, no, we're done. There's this quote that I found by uh, Rebecca Santana. It says, scampering rabbits, slithering snakes, and lurking alligators are the only visitors to the abandoned Six Flags Amusement Park in New Orleans. Like that, that gives you like all you need. Yeah. Cause like there's still water, so there's still alligators. Like, oh. Can you imagine walking through there and then like, no. <laughs> <laughs> run, oh, bunny, no. run. <laughs> no, bunny. Because, oh, this, this is so spooky. Says, Once it resounded with children's laughter and the shrieks of passengers on the thrill rides, now the only sound is the drone of cicadas. Oh, that right? is very spooky. Right? And then, like, you look at these pictures, you're like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> oh, anybody doesn't know that sound. It's, like, screaming, you know, and there's a lot oh. of them in one area. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have the people in, the like, the area surrounding it. They're like, just get it out of here. Just get it done. Just, like, we don't want to hear. It's a reminder of everything that we've gone through mm-hmm. and how we're still struggling. And it's, like, it's an eyesore, too. Yeah. Yeah, so 15 years since Katrina and this park is now an eyesore. It's still up. It's a first-hand look at how long it's taking the Big Easy to recover. And it's just like... And that's yeah, just, I, don't th- I don't think they're yeah. ever going to demolish it. It's too much money. Uh, New Orleans is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And it just yeah, me too. breaks my heart. Yep. So that's Jagland. Man, what a downer. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> but you said disaster, and that's yeah, that is the <laughs> ultimate disaster. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just wild. That is so yeah. much water, and that's yeah, twenty feet of water for over a month. Yeah, that's yeah. and even if they thought they could withstand a hurricane, nobody knew a thing like Katrina could happen. So it's no, like 
we and we've had category five yeah or and it's like it's just like a complete and utter disaster yeah the levies just couldn't take it it was nope oh it was so bad <laughs> it's weird <laughs> now living in a place that gets hurricanes so now like it's right. a different perspective you know like yeah it's like we yeah, like we grew up with hurricanes, so it's like, oh, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. We'll just mm-hmm. ride it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Harvey was the last one that caused damage where mm-hmm. I'm at. Yeah. See, tornadoes, I can, I can deal with all the time. That's what I grew up with. They don't scare me at all. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Which that I think they're scary because you can't predict them. You don't know. It can be broad daylight and they pop down. It's terrifying. Right. I do not enjoy. Do not enjoy. Yeah, there's a picture of the like the one where you sit and then you spin around in it. Oh, and, okay, yeah. Uh, like you could you could tell that like it's just oh yeah, it looks like something out of those scary stories. It looks know, like, like uh like <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, it's so eerie. It's like a picture that you can hear. Like the silence and right. the, oh, creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think of like a park that I've been to that I, I had memories of. I have pictures of somewhere that is mm. just gone. That's and just won't gone. ever be rebuilt. And it's sad because it was very like it was very a snapshot of New Orleans culture. Mm-hmm. Like it's very Mardi Gras, it's very jazz, it's very yeah. you know all of that, and it's just like. I know we had uh, plans to go to New Orleans for Christmas because all the prices drop over Christmas, but uh, my car blew up. So I had to buy a car instead. So I'm still really bummed about it. We will go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've never been. My four brothers still live over there. Oh, I can go see them. Yeah. We've never been in New Orleans, but I still love it. Like I feel an affinity for it. Like the music, the culture, the history, the. Yeah. Speaking of my brother in New Orleans, this is this is peak Louisiana culture right here. <laughs> he arrested he arrested an alligator. <laughs> Literally, he arrested an alligator. Like put cuffs on it and everything. It was all over everything. Like he like he went viral in like twenty seventeen. <laughs> it was on Snapchat, it was on all the news sites. It was like, oh my god, I gotta find it because it's so funny. That's but, amazing. Um, yeah. Well, because like it, it had gone into somebody's garage in Slidell. And they were like, um, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here, bud. Because <laughs> he's a wildlife fisheries agent. Oh, so, yeah. That's my brother up at the front. He's so calm. What a badass. It looked, wow. What is. <laughs> so he's literally arresting him. Like, what's he, what is he going to attach him to? Oh, just his feet together? Yeah, he's, he's going to have to, like, put two on them. Is it eventually. so he can't, like, barrel roll or anything? Yeah, exactly. Although he still tries. You'll see oh, it. Oh, wow. But yeah, but my brother's just sitting there calmly, like, holding his fucking jaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take your time, bud. Take your time. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not like he's going to break this thing. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah, insane. We'll, well, that's not the most Louisiana thing I've seen all day. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Amazing. That's peak Louisiana culture right there. 
Oh, I love Louisiana. Oh, you gotta love the South. We all have our own mm-hmm. distinct level of wow <laughs> that happened. <laughs> it's so funny. I have a friend that lives in California and she came to visit me in Texas and she's like, holy shit. I didn't realize this this Texas. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you hear about Texas. Like, oh, everything's bigger in Texas. You know, don't mess with Texas, blah, blah, blah. No, y'all really love Texas down here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's been a culture shock for real. <laughs> and, she, and she loves all of our Southern phrases. Like, I taught her, bless your heart. Oh, yeah. And uh, sweat like a whore in church. <laughs> Colder than a, a witch like a yeah, colder than the Witch's City. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I love it. And your accent comes out so much when you say that. I'm like, what accent? She's like, you have an accent. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> the hills come out, especially when I talk about things back home. It just gets worse yeah. and worse. Hello, friends. It's that time again where I talk about how much I love modern fertility. <laughs> Are you a uterus haver in your 20s or 30s? Are you wanting to have kids in the next five years? Are you trying to get pregnant right now? Are you considering freezing your eggs for future you problems? Perhaps you're just wondering about your hormones and curious if they're imbalanced. If you answered yes to any of these things, then you are going to love modern fertility as much as I do. I've mentioned in the past that I did modern fertility and it was so incredibly easy. They send you a packet They have it in written instructions and video, and you just drop a little blood on this card thingamajig, and you mail it in, and I got my results in less than 10 days, and I printed out my little packet thing, showed up at my endocrinologist, and I was like, here, help me, and boom, I was diagnosed with PCOS, like, that day, it was insane, because, like, one in 10 women have PCOS, so it's sadly incredibly common. Hormone tests are pricey. If you don't have insurance, they're going to be over $1,500. But with Modern Fertility, it's just $159. And like I said, it's super easy. It comes to your home. You don't even have to wear pants. What else can you ask for? And if you have an FSA or an HSA, which is incredibly hard to say for some reason, (laughs) they also accept that. So if you want $10 off your Modern Fertility test, go to modernfertility.com slash historical AF. Again, that is modernfertility.com slash historical AF. All right. So for historical, I decided that we're going to do a whole segment on Disney World. Yay! The happiest places on earth. (laughs) Not right now, they're not. Yeah, not right now. (laughs) Which... Yeah, the layoff. How many thousands was that? I think it was like 24,000. Together with both parks, 28,000 layoffs. Yeah, so I was like, 20,000 was both parks. Yeah. That's just, whew. and I know they're just trying to stay afloat, and it just sucks because so many people, it's the biggest employer in the world. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, like my friend has been there for like, three four years something like that and she loved it she said it was the best job she's ever had but mm-hmm. now and it's been interesting to see how they're changing things like the parades i think all the princesses have their own horse now everybody's mm-hmm. masked up and especially yeah, distance as possible yeah 
And, I, and again, people are assholes. So I would hate to work there and people refuse to wear their masks or, you know, just give them a hard time. So we're not going to talk about COVID in this just because <laughs> I wanted it to be happy. I do. Recognize, after my downer. <laughs> yes, I do recognize that it's a huge part of this, but I just need some happiness. And I just want to remember the happiness of being drunk in Disney. Right. In 2016. <laughs> 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 a full week of just adult drunk Disney. Yeah, we went for 10 days in 2015. Yeah, we, we, went, we went 2016 on September in September. We went in September too. What? It's like the cheap <laughs> season, but you have to make sure that you're, like it's a toss up if you're going to hit by, get hit by a hurricane or not. So it's Yeah. Very... The, fir- the first time we went it was a couple years before that. We went into the end of January, beginning of February, and that was perfect. Oh, yeah. It wasn't hot. There weren't a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. All the kids are in school. And mm-hmm. Not very. But I did like going to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. That was fun. That's where I got my Mickey ears. I'm wearing yeah. a little <laughs> goth veil and a little top hat. And so yes, I'm wearing Mickey ears for this because I am an adult <laughs> and I could do what I want. Exactly. So we're gonna start out with a little historical detour about old Walt Disney himself. He was born Walt Elias Disney on December 5th, a day before me, in 1901 (laughs) in Chicago, Illinois, which is a long way from modern-day Disney World and land. When he was four, the family packed up and moved to Missouri. So he's a little good old Midwestern boy. Yeah. And then later they moved to Kansas City. He had very (laughs) humble beginnings. They didn't have a whole lot of money, and he had a lot of odd jobs, like a paper boy. He worked at a jelly and fruit juice company, <laughs> and he took pictures of babies for extra cash. Wow. Like, how adorable is that? And this I didn't know. He dropped out of high school at 16, and then he joined the Red Cross Ambulance Corps in World War One by forging his birth certificate to meet the minimum age. Nice. But he got sent to France right as they were signing the armistice, so he didn't actually fight in anything. But no. But he got to go to France but he for a second. To, which is yeah. Terrible. That's true. Just to have that like urge to lie so you can go and do what you can. Yeah. I don't hear anybody talk about that about him. But he was a huge fan of animation and storytelling. So in the 1920s, he and his brother Roy packed up and headed for California, going to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fun fact one of Walt's first art jobs was drawing cartoons for a local barber in exchange for haircuts. Nice. How stinking cute is that? <laughs> I, need like, I need my haircut, haircut but all I can do is draw. Here you go. <laughs> I know I should do that. I haven't had a haircut in a long time. There, the start of an animation company of their own happened. They released their first animated short, Steamboat Willie, in 1928. Wow. Huh, and he actually voiced that himself. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And he was also the voice of Ferdinand in the Academy Award winning short Ferdinand and the Bull. Aww. Or Ferdinand and the Bull. Ferdinand the Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Just making shit up now. I had that book growing up. I think I did too. Aww. The Disney Brothers Animation Studio continued releasing films through the 1930s and 40s, including Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which apparently they thought was going to be a bomb. Nobody expected it to do very well. Yeah. Look at her now. <laughs> they also did Cinderella. Literally one of the most famous princesses. <laughs> yeah. Pinocchio, Fantasia. They were all massive successes. 
and they started doing really well. Disney also produced propaganda films for the government in World War II. Hmm. Makes sense. I think everybody was at that point, but it's still interesting to think about. Kind of like you had to if you were making films. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's probably the only reason they would let you have money to make films. <laughs> probably. Like, no, yeah. you need to use all your stuff for the war effort. Walt Disney holds the record for the most Academy Awards won by a single person. He won 26 Oscars and he was nominated 59 times. Holy shit. That's a lot. That's a Yeah. <laughs> Man. Amid the success of their animated ventures, Walt started eyeing ways to expand the Disney empire. At the time, he was getting letters from kids all over the world asking if he could visit Walt Disney Studios. That, plus his own children, loved rides at Griffith Park in Los Angeles, and it gave him an idea. What if he created a theme park that would keep kids and adults happy? So Walt put together a plan for an eight-acre park called Mickey Mouse Land. Oh. Yeah, he decided, though, that something bigger and more expensive would better suit his idea. He traveled the world visiting theme parks after theme parks, which sounds like really fun research, honestly. And he realized he needed spectacle and whimsy. I don't use whimsy enough, I don't think. I don't either. There's not a whole lot of whimsy left in the world. (laughs) It's true. That's what it is. There's no more whimsy. We all grew up. (laughs) Bring it back. Bring it back. So he decided to buy 160 acres of orange and walnut groves in Orange County, California. Then on July 17, 1955, Disneyland opened for business. I keep forgetting that Disneyland came first. (laughs) I know, right? I always think Disney World came first. So people loved it. In just four years, Walt was looking to expand He found that only 5% of visitors were coming east of the Mississippi, and that's where most Americans lived at the time. So he was also craving more control over his business, and he hated all the random businesses around his. So California (laughs) can't really expand because everybody was too close to him. So he headed east and started buying up land in Orlando, Florida. Walt planned to use it to build a version of Disneyland that was bigger, better, and more polished. That's why I always think it came first because it's bigger. <laughs> yeah, and that was that. There was nothing there. I think it was mostly. Oh wait, I'll get into it in a second. <laughs> in 1965, Walt announced his plans for Walt Disney World, a place designed to be so much more than a theme park. It was a destination. Beyond mm-hmm. the theme park walls, he had plans to build golf courses, hotels, and shopping experiences. Basically, he wanted to carve out a little per- little happy bubble in Florida because there wasn't a lot there. Unfortunately, Walt dies in 1966. He's maybe, no, he's not, cryogenically frozen. (laughs) He's not. He was actually cremated, but there's that rumor. And his brother Roy stepped up to fill in his shoes. Well, Disney World's Magic Kingdom opened in 1971, and it was massive. I talked a little bit about that in part one. And Mm -hmm. the park itself could fit in Disneyland Park in California, just Magic Kingdom. So much, much bigger. Less than three months into Disney World being open, Roy dies too. Oh, so bad. Such a tragic. You finally see your They don't get to enjoy the fruits of their life. Yeah, they do all this work. It's doing really well. And then they both die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Womp womp. (laughs) Luckily for both the Disney brothers, Disney World is the success they hoped it would be. It became a must-see destination for families all over the country. 
The original theme park was really cool, so we get it. It featured It's a Small World, The Haunted Mansion, and The Country Bear Jamboree, all of which still operate today. Yep. Fun fact, although Disneyland's Haunted Mansion now has 999 happy haunts, when it opened in 1969, there was one more, the Hatbox Ghost. Have you heard about Mm -hmm. him? Yeah. While he did carry a hat box, his true lure came from a ghastly effect that was supposed to make his head disappear. Because, you know, technology didn't really exist, the effect never actually played out the way they wanted it to, so they removed him. Yep. And then the ghost's absence turned into a bit of a legend, and most people believing he was simply too scary or that he never existed at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, they just couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but through photos, videos, and Imagineer accounts, the Hatbox Ghost existence has been verified. And in 2015, he was returned to his rightful home as part of Disneyland's 60th anniversary diamond celebration. Now, with advanced technology, his scary effect. Now they can do it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's there. I don't think he's in Disney World, but. No, I don't, I don't reason, think I saw him in Disney World. I need to go to Disneyland. Like now. more rides were added throughout the 1970s like pirates of the caribbean sans johnny depp's image and space mountain in the 80s oh i do too i have a really fun picture because i had pigtails and we were going through it when they take your pictures he had my pigtails up i was like (laughs) dork in the 80s while disney world gets even more popular and then they add epcot the experimental prototype community of tomorrow the giant golf ball. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> which That's I was reading. A ride. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's interesting because Zeke was like, "Epcot's kind of boring," and I was like, "Well, just think about when it was built. Like they thought this was the future. Like it was." Yeah. And it's going over a big overhaul right now. They're adding the Guardians of the Galaxy ride and mm-hmm. a few other big stuff. So, well, I don't know if they're doing that now because nobody can get there. And then they added Star Wars to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff happening. It, the idea is that it's a utopian community, and that's what it was based on. But it's also well, yeah, it has beer, so it's, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> get drunk. So yeah, yeah, you can drink around. You the can world. literally drink around the world. Uh, which I, I think I found my way to Disney TikTok, and there's a lot of people like drink number one, Germany, drink number two, and then they're like drink number eight, France. <laughs> like, listen, just- <laughs> the first time we went. It took us three days to drink around the world because we started with a tequila flight in Mexico and we got too drunk. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Oh, it was. And then the next time we went, we had shirts specially made that says, help, I've fallen and I can't find Canada. (laughs) That's amazing. So in the 80s, it's a good thing that the park was doing really well because on the movie side, they weren't doing so great. So all the revenue for Disney came from the theme parks around this time. And just a little bit more. Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day in 1998. And yeah, it was the fourth Florida theme park to be added, which I got to. I went when I was a kid. So this last time I got to go to Animal Kingdom and I actually really liked it. Yeah, we went on safari. It was fun. Yeah. Disney keeps growing and growing, developing an intense following that includes kids and adults. And there's a few conspiracy theories that crop up around Disney World. And some of them turned out to be true. Like there's the underground system of tunnels. But that's just so employees can get to one side of the park to the other. And yeah. apparently it's quite uh, nice. So you don't there. see like 
random characters walking around. Yeah, and it's also so they can like take the trash out and do stuff like that, so it doesn't, you know, yeah, ruin the magic <laughs> by seeing trash being toted everywhere. Right. There was also a, like a rumor that all the American flags are fake, and that's true, so that they don't have to lower them to half mast in times of mourning. Right. And the idea is because mourning doesn't fit with the happiest place on earth. (laughs) And there's also a speakeasy called Club 33 at the park. But you have to be a Mm -hmm. member and it can take up to 14 years to be entered. Yep. (laughs) And she expanded. We we, we passed and we're like, oh. (laughs) I saw that. I can't remember her name. She played Snow White in Once Upon a Time. Um, Jennifer Goodwin. Yes, she talks about it all the time. She's like, I. She's like, I'm literally Snow White. Give me a membership, right? <laughs> Let me in, <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> she finally got it, but it's like every interview she would say something about it. Like, like right. we're Disney. I'm Snow White. Let me in. Really <laughs> and nowadays, like we said, it's growing still. There's Star Wars Galaxy Edge, and it's just continuing to grow. So the rest of this is just some fun facts. <laughs> Since opening, Disney World has only closed eight times. And that's like a really long time. That is a really long time. So the only times they closed was her closed closed was Hurricane Floyd in 1999, Hurricane Charlie in 2004, Hurricane Francis in 2004, Hurricane Jean or Jean, I was like Jean. <laughs> Jean in 2004. That's three in one year. Wild. Hurricane Matthew in 2016, which is, it hit right after we left, I think. Because we were like, Mm -hmm. oh, good timing. Hurricane Irma in 2017 and for COVID. And then in uh, September 11th, 2001, it was closed and they evacuated everybody in under 30 minutes after the attack on America. Oh, wow. That amount of people that was probably there at the time to get everybody out thousands if not tens of thousands which you know i never thought about it but yeah if it's a terrorist attack places like disney would probably possibly be a target just because so many people are there right and people from all over the world too so i can understand why they did that and disneyland has closed only a few times again with covid and they also closed at president john f kennedy's assassination in 1963 The Yippies protest on Tom Sawyer's Island in 1970 and September 11, 2001. That's interesting. Again, I didn't realize how old it was when I saw the Kennedy assassination. I was like, wow. But yeah, that rocked the whole country. So I completely understand. Spaceship Earth weighs a startling 15.5 million pounds. Good God. Largest freestanding sphere in the world. That's that's she big. Yeah, she is thick. Epcot's aquarium in the seas is the second largest aquarium in America and the sixth largest in the entire world, holding 5.7 million gallons of water and has over 8,000 sea creatures. I we ate lunch there and it was amazing. And I was too distracted. I was like, look at all those sharks. And then, (laughs) like, let's get some calamari. And I was like, cool. And then I was like, oh no, we're eating their friends. (laughs) <laughs> they're watching us yeah expedition everest is the most expensive roller coaster ever built it costs a hundred million dollars 
like, well, that makes sense because there's a lot going on in Expedition Everest. That's true with it going up and then it has to go all the way through it backwards. And yeah. Yeah. Then you had like the Yeti coming out at you. (laughs) (laughs) And its peak stands at 199 feet. It's the tallest mountain and structure in all of Disney World. Again, Everest. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of the ones there wasn't a long line. So we wrote it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Go have a drink and then go ride that one. It was fun. <laughs> in keeping with historical accuracy of the colonial time period, there are no bathrooms in Liberty Square. That's right. I had to pee so bad and I had to walk so far. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, the brown wavy brick pattern in the road is supposed to symbolize ye old sewage. <laughs> because there have been that's, sewage in the streets. Right. But that's disgusting. <laughs> it is. I I, I double checked. Do I that. found this on like four different websites. I'm like, somebody's had to fact check it if everybody's saying it, but that just seems weird. And like, then I the, get the whole historical accuracy thing, but yeah. there are some things you can leave out. <laughs> yeah, there's some things, especially in the happiest place on earth. Let's just put some poop bricks everywhere. <laughs> just <to laughs> what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's what the kids need poop bricks. Poop bricks. So the turkey legs, the giant ones that everybody's always eating, they have, they sell almost 2 million pounds of those every year. Good God. Do they have just like their own special turkey farms? Because God damn. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so many dead I turkeys. Had, we got one. We had to share it because it was so big. Yeah, I never had one, but they're enormous. It's like Yikes. the size of my head. And I got a big head. <laughs> Now, this fact I thought was adorable. So if you've ever ridden the ex- or the Kilimanjaro Safari in Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. you'll see all kinds of animals. And so they're like, how do you always get these to cooperate with guests? Which I thought was also weird because I've been on a lot of like drive through safaris or like zoos and the animals are never out or yeah. like where you can see them. And it, it seemed like they were always where you could see something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, how are they doing that? So the naturalists use a few tricks. So for like gorillas, they shoot raisins at them so that they <laughs> will come closer and like eat the raisins. And yeah. for the elephants, they put honey on top of the safari vehicles. Ooh. So that's why the elephants are always kind of walking towards you. <laughs> it's like, oh God. And those rocks that the lions are laying on, they're air conditioned. So of course they're going to lay on it. They're cats. <laughs> I would lay on an air-conditioned rock in the middle of Florida. Florida. (laughs) Yes. And then, like, the zebras and giraffes and stuff are just roaming free because they're always kind of frolicking around being majestic as fuck. (laughs) We had dinner at the... I forgot which one it was. uh, In Animal Kingdom with the giraffes. And I was like, I'm short-circuiting. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a video of me just, like, screeching, like, five octaves, like, ah, it's a giraffe. Did you think you were around your people? I did. I love them so much. <laughs> I went, we went to the zoo here and they have a thing where you can feed giraffes. And it was like, I was a kid. So he's like, here's your ticket. And like, <laughs> he's like, let me take a picture. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> then the giant blue tongue comes out. Oh, I love them so much. So I love Tower of Terror. It traumatized you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that those screams you hear when you're walking by, those are all recorded. They just really? kind of, yeah. So the ones that you hear in line, yeah, I thought they were real too. I thought you were hearing everybody in front of you, but no, they're they're pre-recorded. 
Yeah, I cried coming off of it. I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> and the reason Expedition Everest and the Tower of Terror are built just shy of 200 feet, 199 to be exact, is because any building over 200 feet has to have a flashing red aviation light. Oh, so uh, yeah. Just under there, so they didn't have to do that. It ruins the aesthetic. And then when Pirates of the Caribbean was being built, an Imagineer named George was killed, sadly. So legend has it that his ghost haunts the ride to this day, and cast members say goodnight, George, every night at closing. No. That's really sweet. That is really sweet. Yeah, and there's That would be me, but like, goodnight, George. Yeah, and there's like a superstition that if you don't say goodnight, then the next day it's going to just stop working. Yeah, (laughs) that he's just going to... Like, you didn't say it. You're a bird to me. <laughs> and Walt Disney World actually has an artifact from 9-11. There's an American flag taken from the rubble in American really? Adventure Pavilion. Uh, well, we well. had a really, really great exhibit come to my library when I worked there. And it had artifacts from the rubble and also had, like, a motorcycle and a bunch of other stuff. It was it was insane just to see stuff that was there. It's right. heart-wrenching. Oh, I bet. So Cinderella's castle looks great on the outside, but there's not a whole lot going on in the inside. There's a restaurant, but there's also an apartment that was built for Walt Disney. Um, but mm-hmm. now it's like fucking impossible to get in there. You have to just like win. Yeah. Or you have or to wait for famous. years. Yeah, I think only people have done it is like freaking tom cruise or some shit like you have to be or like make a wish kid yeah yeah there's no way although it looks beautiful i think like a jonas brother probably i think i saw something like one of them got to which is bullshit i don't want to stay there (laughs) we got to go to the beauty and the beast restaurant when we went last time oh i went there too it was so good so pretty i got to meet the beast (gasps) oh I did not. And he danced with me. Oh, I was wearing a dress. <laughs> That's so sweet. So like, I curtsied to him, and he bowed to me, and then we like waltzed. I was like, oh, oh my god, the food is so good. At that time, I still thought I had celiac disease, so I was gluten free, and it was the first time that I was able to eat everywhere and have real food, like bread and beignets, and just it was. Mm. I was like almost in tears because I hadn't had a beignet or anything in so many years, right? You know, fast forward to now, I'm like, God damn it. I could have had it this whole time. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Anywho, so it's so much. And it's the most magical place on earth, unless you're a Beatles fan. In the winter of 1974, John Lennon was at Disney's Polynesian Resort for holiday when he signed the document ending the Beatles. So technically, the Beatles broke up at Disney World. <laughs> wow. Who That's knew? Awesome. I've stayed at the Polynesian. It's a great hotel. Oh, it's beautiful. I've not stayed there. I want to, though. So Walt Disney had plans to build a ski resort in the 60s after opening Disneyland. And he set his sights on building a ski resort in Mineral King Valley. And according to the OC Register, Disney did purchase the necessary land and was in the planning stages. But it was held up by locals and environmentalists who opposed the project. And then after he died, the project. Yeah, was I was gonna say that he died not long. Yeah, ago. it did not work. Uh, many of the dinosaur fossils used in Animal Kingdom are real. Ooh. 
So John Rhodes, the Imagineer who headed up the team that brought us Disney World's Animal Kingdom, often reveals inside information on the park. And he said that anything that looks like a fossil of a prehistoric creature is either a real fossil or a replica of a real fossil. So Hmm. that's pretty cool. And yeah, he's my cousin works at Animal Kingdom. I just remembered he works with Big Cat. Him and his oh, wife. cool. Oh, that'd be amazing. Right? And he <laughs> says that when you're standing in line for a dinosaur, most of those are real. And even the fossils that aren't real are usually casts of real fossils, like the dinosaur Sue, which is the one in Chicago. She's the mm-hmm. full, most complete T Rex fossil ever found. I love Sue. Yeah, she's a good girl. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid when they were cleaning her, I got to watch that, and I thought that was the coolest thing that's ever happened. Such a nerd. I've always been this way. <laughs> no, I would have been. I would have been like, I was like glued to the glass, and I was like, "We got to go," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> they're dusting that bone. <laughs> I have to watch." The Enchanted Tiki Room was the first Disney attraction to have animatronics. Yeah. Well, Out of part of a small world. No. Yeah, this was mm. up, up, uh, 1963. Mm. Yeah. Disneyland created a whole new alphabet for Indiana Jones's ride. Really? Yeah. The name for the powerful and vengeful deity Mara. They called it the Mara Glyphics, and it can be found throughout the ride. When it first opened, guests could receive decoder cards, and they could try to decipher the messages. But you can't get the cards anymore, but they do have a thing in the app where you can try to crack the code today. I don't think they had this at Disney World because I did not see that when I went. I I don't think they have a ride. They just have the show, I think, at Disney World. Yeah, I think it's a show and like a little like pop. I think it's like a mini coaster or something like that. Like, yeah, nothing too exciting. Yeah. The Disneyland railroad system is powered by French fry oil. It's part of going green. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> the It's a Small World theme song is one of the most played songs in music history. I hate it. <laughs> it's a small world. <laughs> Time Magazine in 2014 said the song has been played an estimated 50 million times since it was composed by Disney staff writers Richard and Robert Sherman in 1964. Hmm. Yeah, my friend works, works small world for a little bit. She does attractions. And she's like, yeah, it's not as creepy as you think it is. I said, no, it's still as creepy as I think it is. <laughs> I don't care what you say. It's still creepy. Just a couple more. According to the Chicago Tribune, Disney paid so much attention to detail with the Hall of Presidents that the presidential seal in the waiting room's rotunda is one of three seals to exist. Disney having one and then other seals being the Oval Office and Liberty mm-hmm. Bell in Philadelphia. And they had to get congressional approval to have it. Wow. That's insane. And then each president's costume is designed using the fabrics and sewing techniques of the time that they served in office. Oh. Oh, God. Can you imagine Johnson's? (laughs) (laughs) Got to lower the crash a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Hurts bungholes. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, here's a fun Uh, fact for you. Disneyland is responsible for Doritos. Wait, what? 
I knew nobody would know this because I'm like, I've never heard this before. So in the early days of Disneyland, Casa de Fritos was a restaurant that served Tex-Mex and was associated with Fritos. That's now Frito-Lay. The story is that the restaurant was getting in a shipment of tortillas and the salesman advised that instead of tossing out unused tortillas, they should just cut them up and fry them. This new dish became so popular that it was later marketed as a newly formed Frito-Lay company chip. And then, da, 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 and then they were put into production, and now they are conquering all our shelves. Who knew? Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Yeah. The oldest attraction in Disneyland is the Petrified Tree in Frontierland, and it's believed to be fifty-five to seventy million years old. Wow! Right? I didn't know that yeah, either. So there's like a story that he bought it for his wife, but that's not true. He actually intended it for a natural history exhibit that he wanted to have, but then he, you know, died. So yeah, yeah, lots of plans. So apparently after, you know, the two parks are doing really great. Somebody's like, we should have a New Jersey theme park. (laughs) But it didn't go very well because, quote, they cannot control the weather in Jersey. So then Disney decided to look into St. Louis for the Riverfront Square Park, which is actually going to be completely indoors. The company created blueprints and it was ready to go until something happened and it was canceled in 1965. But it's unclear as to what happened and why it didn't go forward. It's probably one of those top secret confidential Disney secrets. So us plebes can't know. But the theory is probably the Bush family, like Budweiser, Bush and all them, since they mm-hmm. pretty much own St. Louis, Bush probably <laughs> yes, Bush was a C, not presidents. They insisted that they sold beer, and Disney didn't want to do that because I think Magic Kingdom didn't sell booze until very recently. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty definitely sure. didn't start out that way. Yeah, so they probably were like, nah. Yeah. In 1993, Disney announced Disney's America, a new park in Virginia. The idea was basically a giant frontier land that tracked American history from the colonial era through the Civil War and into World War II. Less that than a year, awesome. right? A year after the announcement, protests and concern about the proximity to the Manassas battlefield happened, and they abandoned the idea. No, it would only be three miles away from that, so maybe they just thought people would probably ruin it. Right? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense the reason why, but it's still like. Hey. Mm-hmm. Well, we could have had. But yeah, I I think I can understand. It would be really cool, but I can understand. And then the yeah. last thing I found was the Albuquerque Chamber of Commerce offered a Sandia Peak to Disney and then considered it for a while, but then they concluded the weather wasn't right e- there either. So they're like, nah, we're going to pass. So they're like literally handing them land. Like, please come to us, Disney. And they're like, nah. <laughs> nah. We're good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh. So lots of fun facts. And then I also found out that uh, Tokyo Disney, Disney doesn't actually own that. Own it. Yeah. Yeah. So really interesting stuff. I want to go there and I want to go to the one in Paris. When I was in Paris, I really wanted to go, but I didn't have, I was only there for seven days and I was poor. So The only time I've been out of the country is when we went to Mexico. (laughs) I went for a school trip and it was, uh, it was really great. But I was so poor. I don't even know how I made it through that trip. <laughs> uh, yeah. Window shopping. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good time. But yeah, I definitely wanted to go because it's so it's so different and so cool. But yeah. I went to Versailles instead. So 
I don't regret it because Versailles is one of those once in a lifetime. But then they were doing renovations and I didn't get to see the full Hall of Mirrors and I was so mad. <laughs> oh, no. I curse you. And they didn't give us a lot of time, so I didn't get to go to the mini Trianon either. And I'm so mad. <laughs> so, yeah. Most of my trips have just been like gypped out of all the things I want to see. Yeah, they were doing renovations on the Polynesian while we were there. So we didn't get the room that we wanted. Mm. We had to like have this like weird room with a pull out couch. And I'm like, great. Yeah. It's so nice. Oh. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, Disney is a really good place if you have an event because we were honeymoon and anniversary we just lumped them together and we got so much free stuff you get the buttons and then everybody's mm-hmm. like here let's make your stay special here's yeah champagne. we technically went for our birthdays but our birthdays were in august <laughs> they didn't know that so we got we got a ton of free stuff and then the first time we went we said it was our first time even though i've been before as a child but we got a lot of free stuff that time too so definitely go for like a special occasion yeah. You get free stuff, and they just want to make everything perfect for you. They do, and yeah, we had a good time. Just wear your little button thing, and people were just so kind and mm-hmm. you know, very sweet to us. Just we had like, a really oh, good time. Birthday here, have this, and I'm like, thanks. Oh, you know, we got a lot of extra desserts that were like fancy, mm-hmm. like happy anniversary. So, yeah, I think we got the great stuff for free when we went to the Beauty and the Beast restaurant. Ooh. I made that not too long ago. It was so good. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, eh, I want it. <laughs> oh, I know there's a Facebook group. It's Disney recipes, like recreations. Mm-hmm. People share all the stuff. So yeah, I've, I've made quite a bit of things. So yes, a big fan of Disney. I really hope things yeah. go back to normal within the next year or two and everybody gets their jobs back. That would be, that would be good. It's very yeah. scary for people. I'm sure it's a really difficult job working in theme parks right now because people aren't taking things very seriously. And you need a job. Yeah, you probably don't want to get the COVID because somebody's like, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, my friend was like, there are so many people who have tested positive and still went to work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, like, I understand you need a job, but like, you don't want to be president and be a super spreader. <laughs> Yeah, that happened at another theme park. I know people that work there, and it was on Twitter that people in departments were like, so many people have it, and they're not telling people, and it was, yeah. it was really scary for a lot of people, especially if you have families, you have kids, and you don't want to like go home and give it to your family, and it's 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 such a terrible time right now. It's Yeah, and then you have the people that are asymptomatic and just like don't know it, and they're just like... I know. Walking around without a mask on. I have to have a COVID test in the morning, and part of me is like, "Oh my god, what if I'm asymptomatic and I don't know it?" Right. I, I haven't gone anywhere, so everybody's everybody's safe. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to having my brain tickled. Doesn't seem like it's very very fun. It's a it's like a drive through thing. You're like, yeah, just yeah. park here and we'll go stab your brain. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to go through the mummification process. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be an experience, I guess. It's like, once you start, like, getting, like, resistance, they want you to keep going. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, my <laughs> my uh, guilty pleasure 
is watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette. It is just garbage, and I love every second of it. And the new season started, and I guess they couldn't hide the fact that COVID wasn't happening because just everything. So they basically bought out an entire resort, and then they isolated everybody and then tested and so it showed them testing all the men and they're all mm-hmm. like crying and be like, oh, it's and so horrible. Like, yeah. And it, it was very extra. It's funny. And then it was also as soon as everybody got tested and everybody was fine, they could take their masks off. And just to see the pure joy of everybody being able to like go outside without a mask or like hug a stranger. <laughs> it was just <laughs> everybody. And nobody has any social skills anymore. So they're way right. more awkward than they used to be. And they're like, I used to be able to talk to a girl, but I haven't seen a human in eight months. And I don't know what's happening. Uh, it, it is such good entertainment. Highly recommend. <laughs> Might have to watch that just for that. Well, thank you for joining me. This was so of much course. fun. I had a lot of fun. And, Sorry, uh, I brought everyone down. <laughs> Ed's okay. Tell everybody again how they can find your stuff. Your yeah, I your never. Resume. I realized I never said my shop name. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, it's Triple A Treasures. My initials are Triple A. <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook. I have a list of scents that I can use for the soaps. Uh, pictures of the soaps and like me making it. It was super messy. Um, I have some of the resin things that I made up there and you can just message me on there if you want to order something and I'll make it right away. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And if you join the historical AF speak, Ooh, I just hit my mic speakeasy on Facebook. She, uh, posts there for our, uh, yes. I'm also running a special right now. So for $30, you know, plus shipping, you can get the whipped sugar scrub and the whipped soap combo. And you can do like matching scents, mix and match, mix and match colors, whatever you want. Cool. And that's just going to be like a thing that's just going to go indefinitely because I'm nice like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely go check that out. Thank you for listening. You guys, you guys, we have a new president. I don't know if you're like me, but yesterday I cried a little and that by a little, a lot. So this is why this episode is a little late. I was just celebrating and just taking in this historic moment. We are seeing so many things happening. Joe Biden will be the president with the most public service experience in history. Kamala is the first African-American Asian American descent, child of an immigrant, first woman. What? Oh, glass all over the place, ladies. We got to wear shoes. And then Jill Biden is the first first lady with a doctorate. She's going to have a full-time job. She's Italian American. You know, the puppies are coming back to the White House and Major will be the first rescue puppy in the White House. Oh, my gosh. And the first gentleman is Jewish. I mean, guys, the history breaking things that came out yesterday, my nerd brain was exploding. So I hope you forgive me for this being a little late, but I had a great time recording this. It was just a pure joy to record with Amber, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. We have a shout out this week. I just want to thank Holly. 
so much for joining Patreon. She's our newest majestic as fuck patron. And I'm just so excited to get to know you, Holly. And I'm just so excited that you've joined the fam. And I hope we will be bestest, bestest friends. If you'd like to be cool like Holly and watch these live and and get all the perks, which pretty soon we're going to start a Christmas gift exchange and a Christmas card exchange with Patreon and a lot of other stuff coming up. I've been a little slow getting some stuff out because my surgery and everything going on around that whole situation. Y'all, I've been tired. <laughs> um, so I hope everybody forgives me. But yeah, lots of stuff are coming. And if you'd like to join Patreon, that's patreon.com slash historical AF pod. Uh, holidays are coming. So there's going to be a lot of discounts on our merch store. And then also the Etsy shop that I make myself. So things like koozies, wine glasses, beer mugs, uh, stickers, stuff like that with the podcast. I make myself uh, by my own two hands and I'll be doing some Christmas holiday discounts coming up to you. So follow us on social media, historical AF pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So you know when those discounts are coming. And if you want to shop, that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash historical AF pod or Etsy.com slash shop slash Kina's creations. And that is K instead of a C with creations. Listen, I had this shop before Kardashian. So I'm just saying that the whole K switch thing was me, not them. So there's that. <laughs> also, if you'd like to email me, that's historicalafpod at gmail.com. Listen, guys, the other day, somebody emailed me just to geek out about a historical person they found in a book, and it literally made my month. So you can email me about anything. Um, if you have stories for our listener stories, please send them. We're always looking for new ones. If you have suggestions for stories, if you just think that you'll be the best guest ever and you want to throw your hat in the ring, email me for that too. All right, my loves, I will see you next week. It will be Outlaws Part 1 with Dion. Dion's coming back. All right, guys, have a great, great week. Okay, bye!